Hey everyone, this is Michael Prasad with Church Brand Guide. Today we're going to be talking about creating on-ramps to get new people into the life of your church. This is a great topic that will help you create a system so that new people are constantly coming into the flow of your church throughout the course of the year. Church Brand Guide is where I want to serve you as your virtual communications director to provide you with clear communication strategy because I believe that confusion is the enemy of your vision. And I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. This is actually a session that was recorded inside the membership of um, the Church Brand Guide, where I provide some premium content to help take you step by step how to through how to build a communication strategy to reach more people in your community and also to get those people to stick around. So there's four areas that I walk you through in the membership to help you get clear and then build a great experience, attract people, and then get people to buy in. Once you get all four of these areas nailed down, you'll become the branding expert for your church. You'll know the right things to do that'll attract people and not only get them there, but get them to contribute in some way. It's not over when you get them there. You have to get them to contribute. So um, that's what it takes, and that's what I hope to do with the Church Brand Guide membership. Check it out at churchbrandguide.com. Let me serve you as your virtual communications director. I priced it at a very low cost so that any church can do it. It's a very small investment, especially for the, uh, the, the results you're going to see coming out of it. Let's jump into this conversation today. Well, we're talking about how to create on-ramps to your church. Okay, so in today's session, we're going to be talking about something that will be a game changer. It might be a mindset shift for um, just about everybody on the call. How do you create on-ramps for your church? How do you create intentional times where people are able to get on board with your church? So when I say get on board, I'm, I mean like a couple different things. One is um, they, they're invited to come from your community. And then number two is that they, they are invited to now be a part of the church, a part of the life of the church. So a lot, of, um, a lot of churches struggle with those two things. How do you attract people? And then how do you get people to stick around so that they, they contribute and begin to uh, help the vision move forward with the resources? So again, this is the Church Brand Guide um, membership that you're a part of. This is where I serve as your virtual communications director. And uh, just to help you get the communications going so that you become ultimately the branding expert for your church. Most churches are, uh, they struggle to uh, get people to, to that point where they contribute. So we want to bring you information that will help you cut through the noise and um, also use the most of your resources that you have. Because um, you're limited on time, you're limited on budget. We just want to help you make the, the right choice the first time. So you're not really wasting your resources. And there's four areas that we're really going to hit on uh, with this membership. One is um, to get clear. Number two is to create the experience. So once you get clear about who you serve, it all starts there. Who do you serve and uh, what are their problems? And then we want to create an experience that meets their needs. And then we want to attract people. So what are some good techniques? Like that's where we get into like Facebook ads and like some technique type of things, your website. Uh, how do we make that better to attract people? And then the final thing is to get buy-in. How do you get then, once you attract people, how do you get people to buy in to what is going on at the church? They buy into the vision. So they contribute with their time, their money, their talent uh, to help you carry that forward. Um, so once again, I want to help you become the brand expert so you can turn strangers into con contributors at your church. It's unique where you are. It's unique in your community. 
but you can take the um, the, the information, the, the tactics, the, uh, the worksheets, everything that we're doing, and make it work for your community so that you have an intentionality behind what you're doing. Uh, you'll steward your resources well. You'll say yes to the right things. Just because another church down the street is doing something doesn't mean it's a great fit for you. I want to be able to equip you so you know what is a good fit. Ultimately, once you get more guests, more life change taking place, and get some more support um, for your church. So today we're going to be jumping into the, um, the attract people conversation. So uh, last time we talked about the target audience and how it all starts with that audience and building an experience that's, that's engaging for that, that person that you're really, really good at reaching. Today we're going to talk about how do we attract that person? What does it look like to attract those people on a regular basis to come into your church? How do you maximize our resources so that you're not overlapping and cannibalizing uh, your resources? So you're limited on time, you're limited on volunteers, you're limited on um, your budget. So we wanna make sure that you're maximizing your, your, what you have so that you're getting people to come in on a, on a regular basis and you're, you're, you're doing the right things to get them going in the right direction. So this is the big idea that we're going to be unpacking today. Um, but this is, a, this is a model that I want to share with you. And, and that's this idea that there's a highway. And you as a pastor, you as a leader of your church, you as a communicator in your church, you're going down this highway at 60 miles an hour. You have the vision. You know why you're doing what you're doing. And we need to create on-ramps to your church to get new people into your church. So as, as we're going 60 miles an hour, uh, we have to look at a couple things. One, there are some on-ramps. So we're going we're gonna to unpack what on-ramps are. So every good highway has on-ramps. And a good on-ramp uh, allows you to speed up and get up to speed before you, you join into the highway. And then the second thing is that a good highway has lanes. So um, lanes are going to be uh, different parts of the, uh, the, the highway that you can go into and, and just, get, um, just keep on going further towards the vision in a particular lane. So that's the analogy we're gonna unpack. And really, um, in, in the marketing world, it, what I'm, what I'm uh, talking about is a sales funnel or a funnel that helps people that are not aware of your business uh, become aware of your business, and then from there, take next steps until they buy your product. So that's what it looks like in the marketing world. So my background, I've been uh, in marketing for quite some time and uh, checking out uh, different, different uh, things on how to do marketing. So I want to bring that perspective to, into this church conversation. Um, so this, this model is really just the, a marketing model that's tailor-made for uh, churches so you can begin to understand how to apply a marketing term uh, just in context of your church. The on-ramps need to be intentional. And they have to be spread out during the course of the year where you are inviting people. And those are called events in church world. So every church has some events that are taking place. And those events need to be intentional so that they're focused. So what I mean by that is, I don't know if you've ever been a part of like an event that didn't have a focus to it. Um, it becomes pretty muddy uh, quickly. So for example, I went to a men's event at a church, it's, it's years ago, and at the men's event, they invite they they encouraged all of us that belong to the church to invite coworkers, to invite uh, neighbors, to invite anybody that doesn't like know Jesus to come to this event. And when we attended the event, something happened that broke 
the trust of the event. See, instead of like creating an event that was friendly for the, those people that didn't know Jesus, the event had like a very intense worship set. Um, it had this prayer time that that was pretty in-depth. Uh, there was a message that was spoken and at the end of it, they basically had everybody turn around and like have this conversation with your neighbor, asking some pretty personal questions. So um, it was a good idea, but it was the, it was the, there was a disconnect. They they basically told me this was going to be a place where you can invite your coworkers that doesn't that don't know Jesus, and they they may not know like this local church for sure. <clears throat> but then once the event happened, it wasn't geared towards that. It was a different experience altogether. So we have to be clear about what the events are about, and that's what I want to introduce you to, uh, this idea of an on-ramp. An on-ramp should be a safe place for people to invite others that don't know about the church. Okay, um, So there can be other events that you do that are insider events for the church. But what I, what I want to communicate with this diagram is that on-ramps the rule for the on-ramp is that it is a safe place for new people to come check out your church. Um, so that means, like, as you're making decisions of should we do this or should we not do this, you're going to be asking some very key questions about is this a safe thing for us to do for somebody that doesn't know about our church or about Jesus. So we've all probably been a part of something where we, we felt like an outsider. Um, a lot of times that's going to be language. Um, there's some language that is happening that we don't understand. Um, so how can you create an, an experience where you're not talking insider language? How can you create an experience that um, leads people that are, that are new towards a simple next step? All right, so the on-ramp is going to be a key uh, component. The, the other thing about an on-ramp is that it has to lead into a lane. So um, you'll see in the diagram, there's this area at the very top and at the very bottom that says call to action. So um, the event that you have needs to have a call to action to lead people to a next step. So that's something that most churches, they, um, they forget to do. Like how many times have, have you been to an event where there wasn't a clear next step like of what to do after the event? How many times have we put on an event as church leaders well, we didn't give people a clear next step. We spend all this money and this time creating an experience for people to come to our church, and then um, we forget to give them a reason to come back. So really, that's what the call to action is. It's a reason to come back. And we want to invite you back to something. So the event, let's say it's a men's event. We'll just use that as our example. If the event is about helping men... Um, just find freedom and, and be the man that God called them to be. Um, towards the end of that event, um, we need to provide a next step for them. And, and I would say like the, the best next steps are going to be either a direct next step or a indirect next step. So the, the direct next step is for them to get into what I'm going to call a lane. And then the indirect next step might be to come to like another event or to get a book to learn more. So it's not like directly connecting them into the church, but it's, it's, it's still a really helpful next step. So the best events are going to have next steps that are going to be direct into a lane. So let's take a moment just to unpack the lane concept. The lane is going to be areas of your church where people connect into family. So this is where relationships can form so that people aren't like, 
wandering through your church without connections. So these are strategic areas in a church where people get to know each other and people get to connect with each other. So if something happens, if somebody doesn't show up for a few weeks, um, somebody would know that and it wouldn't have to be the pastor. It's somebody within their circle that would actually know what's going on. So there's four areas that I, um, that I put up there. They don't have to be these areas, but they're really, really good um, if you don't have these areas defined. One is your weekend service. So some connection can happen in, in a weekend service. Um, number two is a small group of some kind. So maybe uh, at your church you have small groups that meet throughout the week, or maybe you have a Sunday school on a Sunday morning. Any sort of smaller group where, where something happens together with a community of people it's going to be a great place for connection to take place. Um, number three is some sort of discipleship class where there's ongoing, maybe uh, several weeks in a row, people coming together, maybe to learn about a topic. Uh, it could be a Bible study of some kind or a discipleship class of some kind, or it could be a membership class that you have that's, that goes for several weeks. And then number four would be a serve team. So this is where they come and they serve on one of your teams. And they, uh, again, would make connections because they're going to be uh, serving shoulder to shoulder with people and they're going to get to know people. So serve teams is kind of the, uh, the deep end of the pool where you're actually asking them to step up in an area of the church and contribute. Uh, the, other, the other areas are more like you're giving to them. So the weekend service is like as a church, you're, you're helping them. A small group is something that you're helping them to connect and to maybe do a Bible study of some kind. Your discipleship class is where you're helping them once again. But the serve team is where they're actually starting to, to contribute. So that's a little bit deeper end of the, of, the, of the pool. But all four of those areas has a, a, a degree of connection that can take place. Um, the weakest one, of course, would be the, the one at the very top, the, the weekend service. Um, connections can take place at the weekend service, especially if your church is a little bit smaller. Um, so it's, it's good. I put it in there. But it's probably not the best. Like small groups, discipleship class, and serve teams are probably the, the most um, engaging of those four that are going to get people to, to really connect into the life of the church. So let's go back to our example. If we have a men's event, we, we're talking to men. We have, maybe have a guest speaker coming in, and that guest speaker is speaking on this idea of, you know, just becoming the man that God's called you to be, uh, whatever that topic looks like. He's talking about that. Um, at the end of the event or somewhere during the event, we just need to, on a, on a marketing perspective, have a clear next step, a call to action, something along the lines of, hey, if you want to go to that next level, like you, you enjoyed the message today, um, here's a next step that you can take. We've set up ahead of time, and this takes some plan, we've set up ahead of time some small groups that are men's small groups that we would like you to, to, to come be a part of. So the next step is maybe a small group of some kind, if you have a small group culture in your church, that uh, maybe it's a Bible study on um, so, uh, maybe a book of some kind that, that they can all study together. So they hear this great inspirational message. They feel like, yes, I want that. I want to be the man God's call, called me to be. Um, they respond in some way during the service, but um, during, during the event. And then uh, at the end of it, there's a call to action, maybe some tables in the back of the room where you can now sign up for a small group. And that's truly the wind that moves the needle for your church because that's where people start to connect with each other. So my, my, um, 
my analogy is that the lane is something that moves the needle for, for your church in some way. So if you were to invite the men to just like, hey, um, you, you can go to um, buy this book online or something like that. Like that's, that's okay. But what really makes a difference in the life of your church is if you can connect those people at the event to a small group. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you have an event and it makes sense to connect people to then serve on a team of some kind where they serve together. So maybe you have a men's event and you're like, hey, being a real man means like you go out and you serve your community. So after this event, you can sign up for our next serve day where we're going to paint the, uh, the local uh, middle school and sign up to go do that. So you, you're providing a very clear next step that's going to help people take action. And once they take action, that's when they start to be, um, uh, become part of the life of the, the church. So let me, let me pause there just for a moment. I, I want to just reset the concept. Okay? Um, we have a highway where people are going down. This, the, the leadership of the church is going towards the vision 60 miles an hour. We need to create on-ramps that gets, gets people from the community into our church and helps them to on-ramp as efficiently as possible. So the events are what I'm calling on-ramps. And these on-ramps, the rule for the on-ramp is that it has to be outsider-focused. It can't be an internal-focused event. It has to be an outsider-focused event. And again, we can have internal events like that are very much meant for the membership or the regular attenders of the church to take them to the next level. But I would say that's not an on-ramp. The on-ramps are the, the, the events that are designed to get people outside the church to come to the church. So th that could be like a harvest party if you've done something along those lines. It could be um, some sort of other uh, event where you serve the community. Easter is a great one. Christmas is a great one that uh, churches can naturally use to create on-ramps, invite people from the community to come into the church. Once they get there, we need to have a call to action. That's the ramp part of it. Whenever you go onto the on-ramp of a highway, there's a, there's, a, there's a decent amount of lane that allows you to get up to speed. So we need to give people that on-ramp with a call to action to get them into the life of the church, which is a lane. So the lane is where relationships happen. And I'm suggesting there are four areas where that, that can happen in most churches. Um, weekend services, some sort of a small group, some sort of discipleship program where people uh, get together for a few weeks or so to get discipled into something, and then um, your served teams. Uh, on the right-hand side of my graphic, I, I've got some events that are just suggestions of, of good events that most churches can take advantage of. So these would be on-ramps. Um, so in, in quarter one, I've got New Year's, the New Year's Eve uh, series of some kind. So most people are looking to get back to church uh, around January. Uh, they're trying to make some New Year's resolutions, so most churches can take advantage of that and um, have something that their con <clears throat> congregation can invite people to. So quarter one is the New Year series. Quarter two would be uh, Easter is a quick win just for every church uh, to take advantage of Easter. Um, Mother's Day is another one. It's the number three most attended uh, day uh, on average for, for most churches. Quarter three, um, that's like July, August, September. Um, some sort of outreach in the summer is a great way to get out into, into the community and rally your church to get out there, put the t-shirts on them, and you know, get them in front of people in the community. 
Uh, September series is a great time for you to, um, as people are settling into the normal flow of schools back and normal flow of what's going on, um, something in September is a great idea, whether it's an event or a series of um, messages, it's a great time. September 15th is one of those dates we talked about uh, as being like a really um, uh, great day statistically, uh, September 15th of 2019, where you, if you wanted to do an event or a series, that's a great day to target. Uh, and then quarter four, October, November, December, um, some sort of a fall event, um, harvest party, something around Halloween is usually a, a good draw for the community. You're just inviting the community and serving the community in some way um, with some sort of a fall event. Um, it doesn't have to be on your property. It could be somewhere else, but something that helps to uh, be intentional about inviting people to your church or to connect with your church in some way. And then Christmas at the end of the year is a great natural time where you can, you can reach out to the community and provide something for them to serve them. Um, let me, let me pause there. And, um, I'd like to answer any questions. If you have any questions or thoughts on this overall concept, um, let me know. And then let me answer a few questions and then we'll wrap up because I do want to honor your time. Uh, well, good morning. Uh, this is Marquita. Uh, and so one of the things that uh, we have been doing uh, as far as call to action, doing our moment of exhortation, we take uh, invite cards, um, hold them up in the, the midst of the service and kind of encourage the people to invite others out. Um, so presently we're doing a big push for Father's Day, um, have some invite cards that we created and we're getting it out to the people. Um, and then one of the things that I did because I'm the executive administrator for our church and I'm over marketing as well, I found a uh, three and a half minute video that um, speaks to fathers of all nationalities. And so after the exhortation, uh, we have the video play for three and a half minutes. Um, at the end of the video, it says, um, you know, some one liner, um, let's continue to show good dads how to be good fathers. And so the theme this year is uh, good fathers. So it kind of ties into the theme that we have for this year. Um, and then we're looking to do a giveaway on Father's Day, which is a, a tire pressure gauge that has the church's uh, logo and information on it. Um, so really excited and pumped about it. Um, I was concerned because although I have my master's degree, uh, marketing is still a bit challenging, um, trying to figure out different ways uh, to be creative, to draw in the people. Um, but we've gotten a whole lot better with the call to action. Um, so just uh, great information that you're providing for the on-ramp. So we're doing our best to, to keep the momentum going. Awesome. Yeah, and it, it's a consistent, you know, execution of this uh, overall concept that creates a great culture where people are, in, it's, a, it's a culture of inviting people from the outside, inside. This is a Word document that I want to provide so that you're thinking along the lines of what we're talking about. Um, so at the very top, there's a definition of an on-ramp and a lane. So it's the concept that we talked about. Um, and then it has some clarifying questions. So, um, what, what is the win for this event? Um, so a lot of times churches have 
an event and they forget like what's the purpose they, they forget to rally people behind the purpose so i want to provide you some questions at the very top that help you get clarity as you're leading yourself and as you're leading your team towards like here's what we're trying to accomplish with this event who's the target audience um so again if it's a men's event like make sure it's focused on men so make sure the worship songs that you sing aren't like these romantic ballads that men are going to be uncomfortable with okay so just think about those things like who's the audience let's build an experience that's for them um what's the call to action for the promotions can't tell you how many times i've seen a great promotion for a church and they forget to include what they want you to do like do you want me to go to the website do you want me to just show up at a certain day and time like be really, really clear about the one thing that you want people to do. How does the event support the mission of the church? That's just important as you build and shape the event to make sure it's consistent. Like consistency, people know consistency, whether they realize it or not. Like they can tell if you're doing something that's not genuine to who you are as a church and it feels like a gimmick. So as you're planning it, just make sure it's, it's genuine. How will we follow up with attendees after the event? Let's ask that question now while we're planning it so that we have a good system in place. Maybe we want people to sign in that day. Maybe we want people to, I don't know, do something else where there's a raffle of some kind or, or maybe it's, hey, get, get this free book of some kind, but you have to like sign up to get it. Whatever that starts to look like, just make sure you have a way to follow up with people. Like, don't forget that. And then what's the call to action for the event? So for the event itself, what's the next step? Like, what's the lane that we're going to try to get people into? Um, and again, for most churches, like, that's a whole new concept. So I want to just repeat that one more time. At the event, try to call people to action to take a next step that gets them connected into the life of the church. And that's really going to help you move the needle for your church. And you're not just inviting people to come and then, like, not being clear about what, what's, how they can come back to be part of your church. Um, if you think in quarters, it's going to help you out quite a bit. So quarter one, two, three, four. Um, so I've created like, I filled in a few blanks for your events uh, with this worksheet where January, I put in the, the, the New Year series. And honestly, if you did one event per quarter that's outsider focus, that's a pretty good win uh, for most churches. Um, it, you're not going to cannibalize the resources and you're going to make sure that throughout the course of the year, you have an externally focused event that's going to help to draw people in. Um, so New Year's, I, I plugged in their Easter and Mother's Day. I plugged in some sort of outreach in July, uh, back to church series, um, and then the, uh, some sort of fall event and Christmas in December. So I just gave you a few that are good ideas. But as a church, you probably have some things that are unique that you do or that are unique in your area. Um, one, one tip I would say is take advantage of the natural um, uh, flow of the calendar that's happening. Uh, so uh, things like Father's Day, Memorial Day, um, take advantage of those times that are everybody's already thinking about it. It's, it you don't have to educate people on what it is because they're already thinking about it. So see if you can take advantage of those times. And then um, add your own events. Like if you do hold a, a women's conference in uh, February, make sure you put that on there and define it. Is it a lane it, or is it a on-ramp for us? And do we create an event that's, a, that's attractional out of it? And then the last thing I did is um, towards the, uh, the, on the second page, is I created some uh, lanes, and this is a Word document, so you can edit this. So I, put, I just filled in there weekend services, small groups, discipleship class, and serve teams. Those are the things we talked about today. 
but if it looks a little bit different for you, um, again, the, the idea of a lane is where relationships happen to where people don't just disappear. People, somebody would notice if they left. Okay, that, that's kind of the idea of a, of a lane. It, it really moves the needle for your church to help people start to contribute to it with their time and their, their resources, their money uh, in different ways. So th that's what a lane is. My immediate question is, is this something um, from my perspective that we should consider doing for each event? Um, the questions are really great um, in causing you to think beyond um, just getting the event together and making it really nice and special. Um, and so my immediate thought is to would the resource be beneficial to use for every event that we have to really take the time to go through those questions? Yes, yes. Use it for each event. Um, the, the, overall, um, the overall idea is to help you plan one year in advance, if you can, or at the very least, let's plan one quarter in advance. Like that's going to take the level of what you do up just by doing that. You're going to have better volunteers that are more willing to, to be a part of your marketing team because you're going to help them out with planning ahead of time. Um, your, your events are going to be executed at a higher level. Um, so this is just to help you think uh, in advance. But those questions, every single event should have those questions attached to it. Just repeat those questions over and over again and make sure that like, even if it starts to get old, like somebody is going to be new on your team and this is going to be new to them. So just keep on running that play over and over again. And I think it's easy for people to come to a church on a Sunday, uh, sit in whatever kind of seat chair that you have at your church and then leave wondering like, okay, now what? Um, so if you announce too much, you didn't announce anything at all. If you don't announce anything at all, they have no idea what to do. So to have a really clear, like, here's what we actually want you to do after a weekend service. So for Vibrant, um, and this isn't a Vibrant method, this is an ARC method, um, we're going to point people to two things, uh, small groups, and we're going to point them to growth track. Small groups are going to help them get connected to another person, and growth track is going to help them identify, like, purpose. And um, even studies today, like, in Forbes magazine, they talk all the time about discovering like a purpose, like what, what are you gifted to do and how there's this deep need inside of us to, um, to find out what that is. So you're speaking their language. People want friends and they want to know why they're here on this planet in this culture at this time. And I think if we point them to the right things on a Sunday, they're more likely to actually go to the thing that we re that's really going to help them. Um, so whatever your method for small groups is, people just want friends. How do they make friends at your church? And how do they identify the giftings that God gave them within your church and point them to those two things? Yeah, I think the churches that are the growing churches are the ones that are really good at pointing people clearly to those areas of the church that help the church to grow. And if you just kind of, you know, if you think about that just in a very logical way, like, if, you, if you're running a business and you want somebody to buy your, your I just have a, here, here we go. I have a five hour energy right here on my desk. I want somebody to buy this. Um, I'm going to ask them to buy it in some way, shape or form. I'm going to be like, hey, it's, this is the price. This is where you can get it. This is how you can get it. 
Um, you can pay with credit card or whatever it is. Um, so uh, as a church, we, we just need to provide a clear, like, here's what it means to get the benefits of being a part of this church. And uh, like for Brandon, uh, what he was saying, it's, it's relationship, it's, it's small groups, and it's that discipleship class that's going to help people discover their purpose. So if those become regular announcements on a weekly basis, like that would be a really good win. And you create a culture that helps people to take a next step that actually moves the needle for your church. It's not like a frivolous thing that you're wasting your, your, uh, your time and their time because it doesn't really help you in the long run. So hopefully this, this diagram, it's um, one of the things I want to help you do is define what those areas are. Those are the lanes. Define what those areas are that move the needle for your church. Get clear about what those things are. Begin to announce those on a regular basis and uh, make sure that your events point to them. And then also the second thing I want you to do is like make sure you take a look um, at your calendar ahead of time. Plan your events so that they're attractional. Create on-ramps to get people outside the church into your church. Healthy churches are people that are churches that do this well. It's the churches that um, the, the churches that don't do this well get weird. They they, um, they do things that are very insider focused, and they end up building a club where somebody from the outside comes in. They feel really uncomfortable. Healthy churches invite people, new people in. It's kind of like inviting somebody to your house. Like you pay attention to stuff like you never have before because a guest is coming in. Healthy churches have a culture where they do that. And I just want to help you do that with this resource. Um, once again, I'm going to send you this PDF. Uh, actually, it's a Word document. So it's editable. Use this for your church. Go through the exercise. Work with your team um, to fill this out. And then uh, try not to fill everything out. That's kind of the, uh, the challenge is like, hey, it's not there for you to fill out every single month where you have something. Um, just think by quarters. Do I have something this quarter? And that's really, that's, that's good enough. Um, to get you going during the course of the year. Thanks for jumping in today and listening to this, uh, this session of the membership that we uh, had a great conversation about creating on-ramps. It's a different way of thinking for most church leaders. Um, I know because I've been there. I've been a communications director uh, for several churches. Right now, I'm in a church plant in South Florida helping to launch that, as well as running my agency that, where I serve uh, multiple churches across the country. Um, so I want to bring you best practices from the communications and the marketing world um, to, to give you an, a leg up, to cut through the noise so you know what to do and can become your church brand expert so you know the right things to do to help people come to your church and then contribute to it. Um, typically, I do this with churches and, and I get hired to do it, and we're charging upwards of $1,700 to, to do this process. Most churches can't afford it. So I wanted to think of a way to create a, a, a formula so that people can do this for a much lower cost. And the result was this membership. It's four parts. There are four parts to this membership that I'm going to walk you through during the course of the, of the membership. And it's just a, a weekly Zoom call um, that you can get on. We can answer questions and, and interact with you. Um, if you miss it, don't worry. There's a playback. There's a, there's a uh, Facebook group you can jump into and ask your questions or get the playback. So it's not a big deal if you have to miss. But it's, I can just guide you through this process to becoming a great communications director for your church, whether you're the pastor or you want to train somebody else up within the church to be a really good communications director that's um, knowledgeable in the right things to do to help your church grow. 
Um, so that's what this is about. This is what the membership is all about. Um, it's, it's priced at only $37 per month. That's the price point that I figured that just about every church can do that, especially when you consider the return you're going to get. When, when people start coming to your church, and not just coming, but they stick around, and they start to contribute to it, the investment will be well worth it. I hope you'll choose to do something different. Choose to do something that's going to move the needle for your church. Maybe it's something that um, you haven't ever tried before as far as like your marketing approach and being systematic about it and, and being strategic about it. That's what I want to help you do. Create the systems uh, that are based on strategies that are um, in the marketing world that will help you truly get some results to get more people in the doors to, to hear that message that, that God has given you, that, that vision that God has given you and uh, help you grow the, the ministry that he has given you. So uh, thanks for joining me today. My, again, my name is Michael Persad with Church Brand Guide, where we serve you as your virtual communications director. Uh, jump into that membership. It's at churchbrandguide.com. Uh, click on the member button and you can sign up right there. And it, there's no long-term commitment. You just jump in and if you need to um, leave for any reason, you can jump out at any time. So no risk, uh, just jump in there, try it out. I, it'll, it'll move the needle for you. Uh, as you as you try to grow your church, reach your community, and, and make a difference in the lives of more people. Thanks again for joining me. I'll see you next time.